Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Tokushikai Inside Look podcast, where I share inspiring stories of Budoka around the world. Please share your favorite episodes with your dojo and community so this effort can be spread to more corners of the earth. This episode is brought to you by our amazing patrons over at Patreon. By donating as little as a cup of coffee to a bowl of ramen, they've directly made this podcast possible. If you're enjoying this work and can spare a small tip each month, it would mean a lot to me. You can find it at www.patreon.com forward slash Tokushikai Canada. Thanks in advance for your support. And now, on to the interview. So, well, first of all, thank you for having me here. It's a great honor. So, Cafe Geiko is an interview program uh, that started during the pandemic with the, like, uh, the objective of it was to um, like unite people in Latin America mostly because we, we tend to see each other once a year in the in the CLAC, the, uh, the Latin American Kendo Championship. And well, the pandemic just well, didn't allow that. So that's a bit how it started, like to bring the Kendo Latin American community, Kendo community together. So at first uh, it was when we started uh, the idea uh, was to have like a number uh, like the guests talk a bit and to have a space that was like relaxed that's why it came like with the name like cafe geiko because uh, well, cafe is coffee in spanish colombia is a uh, well it's very well known for its for, for its coffee by the way so um and the Geiko part, it would be like, like we adapted the name, a like Biru Geiko, like that, that how you're relaxed after training and well, you can talk about mainly anything. And that's when you actually start asking things. And, and well, we also, we, we, we don't like only talk about like technique or maybe like training and all that. Like we, we, we really want to see like, like the beginnings of people, like what have, what have they done during their candle life? It's really focused on candle. We like the the only sessions that we have. It's 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 candle. Uh, as for now, we have uh, six seasons. Uh, season six ends uh, next week because uh, there's the last the last session uh, is pretty pre recorded since we. Since we did it in German, and I'm currently well finishing all the subtitles and all the other details to publish it on Wednesday, and that's when well, Cafe Geiko, last session of the sixth season, will will finish. Yeah. How many episodes per season do you have? So let's see. The first two seasons we did uh, like the first season was you know like a pilot season. Like it's not, it wasn't like a pilot episode, it was a pilot season. But we were surprised by like the response from the people. So we were like, okay, this is this is pretty cool. So the first session, uh, the first season uh, had five episodes. So, and well, at the beginning we had the support of the Japan Center. It's like a branch of the Japanese embassy that's linked with the uh, University of the Andes here in Bogota. And then 
for the second season, they told us that they, they couldn't like support us with the part of the organizing since since they had other like other things aside from culture that they wanted to present in uh, and show uh, at the Japan Center, and we could do and we did like a month of we did like eight projects with them because we did. Cafe Geico's first season, and as well like a conference with a five Colombian sensei. So it was like the same week, like two, two shows. So uh, after that, they told us, okay, you need to, well, we can do one season with you. Like we can do four episodes per semester. I clearly was not happy with that. Like more than happy, like I, I wanted more. Like they still help us with uh, like with the publicity and all of that. They they always tell us like if you have it, send it to us, um, and we'll well, uh, and we'll help you with that. So second season onward, I like I started using this program called Streamyard. Uh, I was helped by some friends from Ecuador that they also have done like this sort of interview. The they did of their national sensei and they did with some. Well, Latin American sensei, and like the their, how do you say this? Like the and one of the pioneer sensei from Japan that like helped Ecuador, like and made, like helped create the foundations for what a kendo in Ecuador is right now. So they helped me with that, and uh, well, I, season two was basically starting to know like streamyard and then doing everything there. And first and second season were five seconds were five episodes long, but uh, from the third season to the sixth season, uh, there have been like four episodes per per season. Yeah. So we, we talked about so far like uh, how we do these on our own as like interviewers. We have to set up all the equipment and stuff. What were you getting help from in terms of the Japan Center? Like what? And and how did you go about getting that help? Did you just go up to them and say, hey, I have this idea. I need this, this, and this. But what was the inception of this? So we... Uh, funny that you asked. Like, I, I saw a picture not so long ago that like we were in a Zoom meeting and uh, we were like some, some like Colombian Kendo Sensei and the, like the organist the coordinator of the Japan Center. And we had the meeting, uh, like, Kendo Niandes. It's a Kendo, like a university Kendo group. The, and, uh, well, as I said, the Japan Center is, like, uh, annexed to the, to the University of the Andes. So we've always had, like, strong connection with them. So, like, we wanted to, like, we wanted to do a project with them. I can I really can't recall if it, if they told us to do the project or it was the other way around but I think we yeah like we wanted to do a project because yeah to to unite people because it was right at the beginning of the pandemic like Cafe Geco is over a year now like we started in April or like we were I think we started thinking about the project around yeah around April and then the first season was in May and finished on uh, June 5th. So, so they helped us 
with the registration. They helped us with the platform. They helped us uh, like mostly like uh, organizing everything with the publicity. Like we had to send them the information or the picture or and the pictures. But aside from that, uh, they helped us with a lot of things. With a lot of things, and they helped us like with the. They, then they sent us like the recordings and and all that. So starting to do this on my own, like I noticed, wow, it's a lot of work. And and, and they were and in the Japan Center we had two people helping us, and then we had a. Well, two people helping us, like with the publicity and the registration. Then the coordinator was always uh, there to help uh, as well. We were three people from Cafe Geiko, so from Kendunyandes, uh, that, that were there. And then the, the, we had the support, uh, and well, we had his support for like the first four seasons of Sensei Ariel Pintos. And uh, and yeah, well, he helped us with uh, get, getting in touch with the with the first guests and so on, and how to take the conversation. And but then, like for like work reasons, he well, he didn't like to have the time. So there was a point when we cut off, like when the Japan Center said, uh, "We cannot help you to since we cannot make fifteen episodes a semester." Um, we can help you with like publicity and all. I said, okay, let's let's go with this. And yeah, like that that semester we made 19 episodes basically. <laughs> and I think I answered your question. I'm not sure if I did. <laughs> uh, I was just wondering, like you 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 have these set up as um, seasons, and you have these guests, and then you talk about publicity and registration. Uh, as far as I was aware it's like these conversations between you and a guest what is the publicity and registration for is it for like people to find out about it after it's been published is it do you have like audience that's listening in while you're doing the conducting the interview yeah we all the interviews even the ones that like for example the one i mentioned that i I mentioned that's in german it's always live we always do the, the sessions live. First, the first season we use the WebEx, uh, the WebEx platform. But then on, uh, from that on, from that moment on, we, we've always used uh, StreamYard. It's, it's been super easy to get in. You don't need to download an app. You need to just have the link and get into YouTube and you'll watch it live. So like the registration, I, I like the doing like the registration because I think of it sometimes like, 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 like if it would be sort of like a seminar, to put it like that. It's not a seminar, just to be clear, but like, if you want to be able to ask the questions live, you need to take less than a minute of your time to answer a small survey, like where you put all your name, the country you're in, your, your age, how did you find out if, if it's the first time that you're in, in one of those events? Because I personally really like to know all those, all that information to know the reach of the project, to be able to measure like the growth that it's had. And the publicity, we tend to like, when Cafe Geek is about to start, uh, like 
that like Monday of the first week of the, of the first session, we do the sessions uh, when the season starts every Friday at 5.30 p.m. Uh, well, Colombian time. So uh, I publish in the, in the first season, in the first week, like on a Monday, I just put like, we're gonna have Cafe Geek start this week. Uh, well, be, be ready for, for knowing who the first guest is gonna be. So I tend to, Wednesdays, I tend to like reveal the, the, the guest. And the good thing is that Monday, I, all the Mondays I have a meeting with the guest to like, if it's the case that we don't know each other, like in, in the Latin American uh, cases, which have been most of the, of the cases, like we don't always tend to know each other, but well, we're since we're Latin American, like people here are tend to be very open, meeting new things. They're always super excited to help each other. So well, sometimes it's like you meet people, and it seems like you've met them for a long time, even though it's like the first time. So it's it's great, and. Uh, I send the registration link to all the guests that, we, that we've had. I publish them on, I send them through some WhatsApp groups, Kendall WhatsApp groups. And finally, I publish them, uh, like the message and all that with the name, the day and the, and the, the hour and the time on the, on the Kendall Facebook group that we have. It's called a Cafe Geico for Kendall. And then next week I, and so registration is basically for, okay, you took 30 seconds of your day. You can connect like if you want. And if you can't, you'll still have the link before the other people because I don't make them public uh, the uh, Friday. So it's, the session is done, it's broadcasted and, uh, and, and everything on a Friday. And then Monday, I make it public. So if, if you registered, even though you weren't able to, for any motive, you weren't able to be in the live session, you could you can always watch it before anyone, everyone else. Yeah. So you have qu probably questions of your own that you want to ask your guests. And then when others, like audiences, wants to submit their questions, then you read from, from the list that, you have from the registration so there we we don't have questions like questions based on the registration but like for the in the comment section of the video so since, since there's a well, live broadcast and the the live the chat is live as well so what we do is yeah we have a sort of I look to have like a sort of sort of structure the first meeting that we have uh, on the like Mondays of the of the week of the session, we usually, yeah, get to know each other, like talk a bit, explain the project. If they like, if they have any questions, that like answer answer their questions, and then like give a bit of a structure to the to the talk. Like, for example, with uh, the last session that we that we had was with. Zhao Sensei from, she's Canadian, but she's lived in San Diego for, 
her number of years since she's a, a sensei in the Sendego Kendo Bu. And I really like knowing like the people's like origin story. Like I really want to know how people started Kendo. Like how do you end up finding out what Kendo is and well practicing? So we have, and then we structure it, but I always stress, uh, stress that it's, it, it's not like a script. It's not to follow it uh, precisely. Like we cannot like go uh, out of script. I always tell them like, there's no time limit. Like we can have, we've had sessions. Well, uh, in the first season, we had a session that lasted nearly three hours. It was surprising. And uh, but then the longest ones of these past three seasons have been like nearly two hours to two and a half hours. So, so we have the questions. And then after we finish like the cafe eco session per se, I, I, I tell people in the beginning of the session and at that moment that we're going to have uh, a quick space for, for questions. So write them down in the comments and people always, uh, also tend to ask while the session is going. So like not when I say, but like we're talking about a certain topic and, uh, and what happened. So they had a question and so, okay, I, I have the, let's say stream here it is. I have the, like the screen here, uh, the guest and I are here. And then here's the live comment section. So I'm like, okay, oh, there's a question there, perfect. Then I just click on it when we have like this, the, it's the moment to answer the questions and the question just pops up on the, on the screen. I read it, I read it out loud and the, and the, and the guest gives their answer. Yeah. So it's the, the good thing is that, uh, well, it's, it's great. And it's also a bit scary because you don't know what, like what turn it's going to take during the conversation, because we might be talking about something and then boom, there's some great anecdote. And then we jump to another topic. What it wasn't even planned, but that's also the good part. Like people feel like, uh, like looking for the people to feel very comfortable during the sessions. So they just can like share freely. Like, with, like if you're having a conversation, over coffee with uh, a longtime friend. Yeah, it's so interesting because like on the surface, you hear something like Cafe Geiko, you go to the videos and you see, oh, it's you interviewing someone else. It seems very similar to uh, the podcast that I do where it's like two people interviewing, but like the whole setup behind the scenes is so different in, in that, like for example, yours is on always on the same time, same day, uh, there's audience members, they can submit questions. Um, yeah, and, and then because it's live and it's through like one of these streaming programs, you just have to click a button and then after it's, it'll get published online like afterwards. And because it's live too, that like the guests, it seems like they're okay with just whatever. Whereas uh, for mine, they're all pre-recorded and they're all at different times because it's whatever is free. It's one-on-one -on -one. Um, and then I have it edited like I have someone, I hired a freelancer from Upwork to, to do it for me because like uh, if you had to edit, you would realize that like an hour of interview would take about three hours almost of actually looking through, listening, is there anything I have to change, sound quality and all that stuff. So then after that, 
then I send it to the the interviewee, the person I interviewed, uh, and let them review it first. And only when they say everything is good, then it's published, which means that sometimes they come back and say, well, I don't like this part. Can you remove it? Then I have to go back to the editor, say, okay, this is the timestamp. These are the words, get rid of it, send it back, get them to review and then publish. And there's occasionally be times where I've conducted the interview, sent it, and each one of these edits costs money. So I have to like pay the person a small amount. Um, and then comes back, the person reviews and they say, um, well, I'm not really happy with it. So I'd rather you not publish, which has happened a few times. So I, I've had to spend some money with where it doesn't go. But overall, I think people have been very generous in, in being able to like open to sharing what they have. Um, and then, so that's the difference, but the similarity is the same. We, we wanna understand what makes people tick, why they got into these arts. And we want the conversations to go in whatever way um, that naturally flows. We don't want to be too overly structured because then it becomes more of a, like a boring interview rather than a conversation. So that, that's interesting. Like how, how, and the fact that you schedule it. So um, like the, the participants could be different uh, every week, depending on the guest too. So you have like questions coming from all over the place. Yeah, uh, totally. So, uh, for example, in the last three seasons, we, we've had the first, uh, we started doing, well, I started doing the, the English sessions. Uh, that's something I really, I really like. Uh, I never get the chance to speak in English. I enjoy a lot being able to speak English. And if I could do it with other people about a subject that I like a lot, like Kindle, so that, that's just great. <laughs> And um, so, for example, we've had questions from, from like when Eddie, Eddie Devisense, we, we had him on the on season five of Cafe Geico. Like we had questions from Canada. We had questions from, for example, uh, Takeshi Takamori-sensei from, from, from FIC, from the International Kendo Federation. <laughs> And, and we had people, well, questions from Ecuador. We have, I think we had questions from Colombia. Like, it's so interesting to see like all the questions that there can be like from different parts of the world. And that's also part of the registration. Like when I see something that I don't expect, for example, okay, I'm sitting there. I'm okay, I'm looking through the names. Okay, perfect number of people. This, this percentage knows, this one doesn't. So. Like when, when I've had, the, the, when I've seen like people that are, I don't know, from, from, from Japan, for example, like if I see someone from Japan, I'm like, okay, I did not expect that because all the sessions are mostly in Spanish. So there's, I, I don't think there are, very, there are a lot of Spanish speaking Japanese people that I know of. So, and like outside of the Spanish speaking country. But then, uh, like, we see people, how, how everything's connected. Like, we did a session for uh, in season, season three with a Spanish sensei. And, for example, a Canadian sensei, like a Makikora sensei, she's uh, she sixth dan. She, uh, she registered because she hadn't met her from uh, the Kitamoto seminar. 
So, and there were people from Canada, there were people from Italy, there were people from Spain, I think from Portugal. So from all over Latin America. And it was, I think that's our most viewed interview, if I'm not wrong. And it's, that's just amazing to see how people like the reach and, and like that people are interested. And then I also have, um, I also really, I'm surprised even if it's one more person when it says, have you ever been in one of the questions is in the registration is, have you ever been to a Cafe Geiko session before? And if they put no, like there's a circle because I, I do it in Google Forms. So like, even if it's one person out of 30 or it sometimes can be over half of the people. So that, that always makes me very happy to see like it's it's a way that I can see okay we're getting to more people it's not always the same so there are always more questions that there, there, there can be or like other ways of seeing the, the topic maybe that probably I, I I I don't see them in that way because I even though it's without a structure like without a precise script like I tend yeah to move through by various topics and there are some questions that I do them both for that I'm very interested in, but also that I think that it's it can be very relevant information and that it can help various people. For example, this session we had um, well, this season we had a session with a sensei from Chile, the sensei Ignacio Bonta, and he had to stop for six years training because of. Uh, how much he needed to focus on his career and then he came back and all his other friends were like the the gap between he him and his friends he felt it was huge but as years went by by well his effort his own efforts the help of their of his friends and and then well Humbi, who became their team his teammates in the chilean uh, chilean national kendo team uh, help him will grow and then in for example in 2019 in the last latin american championship he he was able to reach the podium like he he got third place in the individual category so i wanted to know like what mindset did you like were you looking for like you stopped training for six years like basically he, he told me I can count with the fingers of my hand the amount of times I trained during the six years that well trained kendo specifically. So, okay, six years off of kendo, and then like what mental process? Because even though probably people didn't that didn't stop they they didn't uh, for example in that championship maybe they didn't reach like. Uh, at this, uh, the same play, place that he got but well competitions are always you never know what's going to happen but your mind has also be needs to be prepared to endure anything that's going to happen so like seeing that aspect i really enjoy it and i know of various people that sometimes have to stop doing kendall not because of studies old only but work uh, like personal reasons maybe family so it's 
like day-to-day things that uh, or like life things that can happen to any of us and sometimes like we don't know how to handle them or what we can do like the possibilities and then we see that there are people that will give it their all and how they do it and that like if you want something and you give it your all well that's the way to achieving it so like finding these topics these relations uh, with people like yeah i think i don't know if that that was it. like relationing uh, uh, my, spanish, my spanish is popping up in my head but i don't need my spanish right now so yeah linking like linking the, the experiences between the guest and maybe uh, people who watch set live or maybe for months from now So like, oh, no, I'm I am a student. I, I'm working part-time. I'm studying all the time. I'm studying full-time. I don't have time to train. Like, I, like physically, I, for like my mental health, I, I, I need some space like to maybe rest. And let's see, no, I, I can't train right now. And so maybe a month goes by, six months go by, a year go by, two years go by. And sometimes they don't know how to come back to Kendall. And then... If they see that a person could and how they did and like the mental uh, efforts, physical efforts and well, all, all the efforts that they put into it, they see, wow, it's, it's possible. Like then if, if like anyone can do it, <laughs> that's the important thing. But sometimes you don't know how to start doing it or how to start. So yeah, like talking this, uh, about this uh, like kendo yeah kendo topics but kendo like the life in and outside of kendo because i feel that whatever we study whatever like we do for a living a living the personal experiences that we have really uh, affect how we develop in a martial art and then a martial art well in my case kendo And can, how it affects kendo and how kendo affects your life. So it's, I feel that it's always a positive, it's like a positive uh, relation. So, so yeah. Well, I really, I'm thinking about when, when we talk about these skills that you can apply from kendo to the rest of your life mm -hmm. and vice versa. Um, you always think, well, these days, especially in this conversation, we're talking about starting something like uh, our podcast or interview sessions. And probably at the very beginning when you did your pilot in first season, there was no clear indication. Like you weren't sure that, oh, I'm going to get to season six, like a whole year from now. What, what do you think about either your, your personality, your skills, your experiences in Kendo and outside that you think has allowed you to be able to make something of this that's more than just a one-off and then It fades away. So, like the first season, like we had no idea what we were getting into, <laughs> like definitely. So, um, like being on a like sort of an interview, like one on one, like even though the first season we usually had like a guest, and between three like two and four people that were asking the guests like we were in the conversation in the in the video so 
well, we had like that sort of like support between each other. And also at the beginning, uh, Ariel Pinto sensei, he always uh, also uh, like helped us also guide the conversations. Like, okay, so, and sometimes like we got stuck in the, because we, we, we didn't know how to like start a conversation. Well, we did, but we weren't uh, used to doing, doing it while being reported, being live. Like know that people from all over Latin America are watching now various parts of the world. So that was that was like a start, like starting to get comfortable while recording this. Like now, like to this point, I that I'm now since uh, the end of season four, I've been like the main. Uh, I call it. Like I, I do the, the questions and all that. I I lead the interview. So since mid mid season four, and then we've had like well, uh, since uh, Alvaro Gonzalez, he's from he's Colombian. He lives in Germany, so he's the one that's helped me with the doing the sessions fully in German. That's something I really like. So that that goes back to making the 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 guest as comfortable as they can. So. If you're speaking in their mother language, like in their native language, they, they, they tend to, like, you can express yourself a, a bit more freely or yeah, be more comfortable. So I really enjoy that. And well, as having it in, in being in German, it can get to a, a new public, to put it that way. And that's like the German Kendo world for it. <laughs> For example, so yeah, at the beginning, I didn't know how, how it's going to happen. I didn't know how long the project was going to take uh, and, well, how long it was going to last. But uh, as time went by, I really wanted to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep, do, keep doing it. Because as I told you, we were uh, three people from Kendonia and this that were doing this project, like we were in the interviews. But then we were like, okay, we need to focus our efforts. Like we, we want to do various things. So who's going to uh, be in charge of what? And, and I, then I, I took a step and said, no, I want to continue doing Cafe Geek. And then, well, season two was in, until it, it finished in the end of, yeah, season two finished at the end of, of July. Season three, was in the, it finished on October and season four finished on December. So I was doing like a fake equal during the semester. And then well, season five finished on February and season six and then we'll finish, you know, next week. So like we, we never, at the beginning, it's like uncharted territory. You don't know what's going to happen because it's also something that you're not used to. In my case, yeah. Speaking in public, it's not that that hard, but you know, like being listening, and you're like, okay, when you're organizing everything, and mainly because it's live, it's like, what if the connection goes down? What if, uh, like, there's a problem with their computer? What if there's a problem with my computer? Like, we've had sessions. I remember uh, one in the second season. I think I think it was the first session. That I was just um, I was sitting there, and then, like, I, I couldn't see the images. 
of my of of the guests, and I was like, okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm this close to starting like to freak out. So so then I asked a friend that he was holding me at the moment, asking me, is the interview still going normally? He said, yes. So I said, okay, I'm just gonna stay still, smile until I can see them again. So and that was a problem with my Wi-Fi. So you never know what's gonna happen. And and well, as the time goes by, you you see that like anything can happen and in a sort of way you get more more comfortable with 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 yeah with with the, doing the sessions you know it might get cut off in the middle of of something so you yeah you never know you have to be sort of ready for anything uh, we've we've had a bit of everything during the the sessions uh, probably with the guest internet with our internet and then just uh, looking to do more pro more programs, uh, getting to meet new people from different countries. Uh, we've had from all over Latin America, Ecuador. We've had from Brazil, um, from Colombia, from Chile, from Argentina, from well, from Peru, from Me from Mexico. From, well, from Canada, like Canada slash Trinidad and Tobago, that's Eddie from like Canada slash the US, from Spain, from Germany. So like the reach that this is getting and then like, well, I, want, I want it to grow. I want the project to grow more. I want to do more. So yeah, I never know. And, and I realized when I was doing the, the like the sixth season, I, I think it was before it started or like first week, I was like, oh, it's been a year. I can't believe that. I can't believe we've been doing this for over a year. Wow. I think what, what you just hit on um, about wanting to do more, wanting to meet new people and get to more countries, uh, I think that's a good perspective on putting how something like this can continue because most people just think, well, you just have to do it again and then again, and it feels like a slog. It feels like there's just so much work and you just have to stick to it. But when, when we talk about this feeling, we don't feel like it's, oh, we're just having to do, going to work again. It's not like I'm, I'm going to, I don't know, construction and I'm just putting another pile of bricks on and then I'm coming back and doing the exact same thing. It's, it's this motivation to do more and the excitement of trying something new that keeps this going. And that's what it sounds like uh, is motivating you to keep this up after like a whole year. Yeah, and how you said, uh, even like it's not, even though it has, it's at the same time, it tends to have the same structure. Every session is unique. So th that's the great thing about it. And as you said, yeah, it, it can be a lot of, yeah, it's not like, okay, then you can do it again, then you can do it again. But like, since this is a like a project that I'm like, Aside from the sessions that are in German, which get help both for well, the session itself, I appear at the beginning and at the end. I don't appear in the, in the rest of the video because I don't speak German or I get a couple of words at most. So, so when we do the whole, uh, those in German, yeah, I have the support of, of Alvaro, uh, who I mentioned before. 
since he was also like the point of contact with the with the German sensei. So aside from that, like I do the whole project basically on my own, like ma making the images for for Cafe Geiko or like getting like the like the image to publish every every season since last season. Like I, I've always had help. Uh, I got help from from a friend from season six, season five, but season six. Aside from the German session, I've been doing. I do everything by myself. Like I get in touch with the with the guests. I set up the meetings. I set up the live. I have to set up the whole Cafe Geiko month to put it that way, because sometimes I have like okay. I have the, the second session booked. I have the first session booked and the fourth session, like I only have one date. I need the, the guest to be able to be like on this day in particular at this time, like they, they need to be free or, but th there've been times where, where we've moved the, uh, the time of recording, like maybe to Saturday or yeah, or yeah, Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning, depending where the guest is, because uh, we've had guests that are well from Latin America, but that they live in, in Japan and that they work in Japan. So, like they said, no, I can only like I have time on a, on a Sunday, so that's fourteen hours ahead of us. So we're like, okay, if we start at five thirty p.m. on a Saturday, that's going to be seven thirty a.m. in Japan. So perfect. So. No, it's uh, getting to do all these things. Like, like if you're not motivated, then like, and like if you don't want the project to keep going, then like no, nobody's making me do it. Like I'm doing it because I want to do it. Like the efforts I put are my because well, I really like doing the project. Uh, like no, uh, nobody thinks. Oh, how cool is it going to be to put subtitles on a two and a half hour video of a language that you do not speak? Yeah, I don't think that's like the first thing people is going to come to mind. Like, oh yeah, let's do that for Friday night. No, <laughs> so so as you said, like if it's really that you something that you want to do, then well you put the time, you put the effort. And aside from that, you'll uh, always try to well, improve it. Like not only improve the program, improve how you, how you are inside of the program as well. How, how do you, how are you able to get to more people, like people to know the program and, and all that, like what guests are you going to get? Maybe a Latin American guest, or for example, like in my case, Latin American guest that it's, uh, maybe not the highest downgrade, but they still like since in some in most of Latin America, except Brazil, like kendo federations aren't as big. So like maybe there are in the whole federation less than ten women. So. How is it to be like one of the only women that, that's training in that federation? Like, uh, how did you start? Like, when you started, were there more women? Like, how have you seen the growth of the female kendo community in your country? So, well, seeing all of that and getting to do more subjects and more topics and more guests and everything, 
yeah, if, if you like it, you'll, you'll give it your all. <laughs> if you're motivated, if it's something you're passionate about, you'll give it your all. And that's, yeah, the way to, I think, not only keep a project going, but as you said, not, not letting it become like a sort of like a lose the conversation aspect and become strictly like, like uh, I make the questions and you give me the answers. Like, and so to keep the program going as well as improving it with the quality of them, it's like always keep that same level of, of quality. Yeah. I, I think it also shows that depending on the person, how it's structured uh, can be different and there's no one right way to do it. And so there's one side where, yes, uh, you need to find the way that works for you. If part of this, I want to have this conversation is to if other people are listening and they want to host their own podcast or interviews, these type of thing that they can. And then they realize that they don't have to choose one way of doing things because there's always going to be some kind of trade off. So one, one thing that I can really think of is I chose not to stick to one specific time during the week and day and blah, blah, blah because uh, it's easier to get to a global audience um, if I adjust the times. Um, but it also makes it very hard on me on the aspect that I can only allocate like an hour, at most an hour and a half. And then it's either before school, before work, and I have to get my kid ready or at night before getting to bed or in the middle of the day when I have to do other stuff. So it's hard on that aspect. But on, on your side, like I wouldn't want to do it the other way because I see it very hard to be able to schedule someone to always come on the same time and also do registrations and also manage like other people joining and having to answer their questions. Like that's a different type of uh, difficulty and thing that it's not that I can't do that you, you, you've been able to have success with. So I think that when someone looks at either doing it my way or doing it your way, or they can find a third way of doing it that fits for them. And knowing that, yeah, find a way that works for you so you can sustain it but there's not going to be an easy way. It's, it's, there's always going to be work and uh, yeah. So you just have to make sure that the motivation is always higher than the feeling of uh, stress from the work. Yeah. I, I loved how you said it. Like you can find your own way, but there's like, there's no easy way. There's no easy way to do it. Cause yeah, I, I, I really like, for, for example, one of the reasons I also, uh, take the like structure that way is because like the same time and everything it's because I'm a full-time student as well so um, so I need to study during the week I thankfully it's since it's everything online or almost everything online like I do not have to worry about like okay I have oh my god I have one hour and a half to get to get to my house and well the the bus ride is about 45 minutes so then I have to get there I have to publish everything uh, there have been times where even like since I had to change locations because of the wife had had gone off because I did not have a computer at the moment so what I did was okay I need to be like sitting on the bus publishing everything like okay i'm making a post on facebook about cafe gateman okay i need to get there i have 30 minutes i need to like at least wash my face and like get everything set up i what i tend to do is that i have all the emails ready i have you know, like the list of 
who has said like, uh, like for the people that are registered, you get like a Google Forms and you can get like an Excel spreadsheet uh, out of that. So I just select all the emails. I have already the message. I have a document, a Google document that, that has basically all the like formats that I use. Then I just modify them. So like, thank you, good, good afternoon. It's a pleasure for Kenneth and Andes. It's a real honor to have you here with us. Uh, you, you'll, you'll be able to find the link below. Please do not share. And um, don't forget to ask your questions. So I have that in Spanish and in English. And I'm like, okay, copy, change. Okay, here it says third season. We're already in the fourth season. Uh, yeah, third season. We're in the fourth season. Change, change that. But then, yeah, being able to schedule everything, it's it's a bit time consuming. <laughs> it's 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 the way that uh, I didn't I didn't like choose to do this to do it like this way from the beginning. It just as the project kept on going, I just found out a rhythm within it. So I was like, okay, this, this works for me. It's quite stressful sometimes. I'm not going to lie because you're like, okay, it was 30 minutes to the program, send all the emails. The guest is already in the room. Uh, people are already on, like, on the waiting. Like, they were waiting, like in the waiting in the, in the YouTube link they're already waiting for the session to start then i have like a second where i'm like okay now we can relax and then oh, there's like the stress within the session itself like okay with the like what can happen i'm gonna lose my internet some one one time it happened like that we were with the with ariel pintos say and the session started his wi-fi went off we were about to finish my wi-fi went off after so like I did, he disappeared at the beginning of the session, and then I was okay. We're gonna start. <laughs> then apparently his image just froze, and he went out out of air. I'm like, okay, okay. Did not expect that. And then at the end of the session, like ten minutes before, like the questions, I my wife or ten minutes before ending, my wife I just or my my computer just like the system just failed for a second and I'm like okay what's happening oh no oh no I need to get back in but I have what do I have to do so the yes you said uh, you need to find a way that adapts to your situation like then uh, making it making making it work for for you for the guests and for for everyone I really like it I really like the live uh, aspect of the conversation because if, if I had to think about editing it like editing <laughs> that would be another another thing and oh my god I cannot I know I, I did it for like the first 50 no probably 70 episodes oh, I wow. did myself and then it would just got too much and I was losing like I, I just felt like I wouldn't be able to continue if I had to just do that so that's why like even though I'm getting some Patreon money, it's not enough to cover the editing. I just like, I'm going to spend my own money because <laughs> I want to keep having the conversations. So this is kind of me paying to, to have them. But I think one thing that you mentioned was is very important is that something is always going to go wrong with, with these. And it's uh, when you experience it, it also gives you that understanding that, oh, I can still survive it and I, this can still continue. So then next time you're a little more prepared for it. You still don't want it to happen, but at least it's not as big of a shock. 
for me, a couple of things that happened where I had to re-record because it just kind of, it was just, the connection was too bad. It was too choppy. So we said, hey, this is not working. Let's reschedule. And we did that. Uh, the worst was a couple of times where I didn't click record. And so we had a full conversation that went like super well. And then I had just had to ask them if we could do it again. And both times they were like very open to it. Luckily, I had taken enough notes that I could just have at least some part of the conversation bring back and say, hey, I remember you said this. Could you repeat <laughs> pretty much that? And it, it went well, but it was like, okay, I'm not going to, I have to try to not make that mistake again, even though it happened twice. Uh, now I'm a little more prepared for that. Yeah, you never, like, you never know what's going to happen. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not that you want it to happen, but since anything can go wrong, you're a bit like, at least you're on an emotional level, you're more ready for it to happen. So it's like, okay, the, the guest internet just, like, I cannot hear the guest. Okay, let's just, let's keep going. Like, that's not going to end everything. Like, the conversation was great. So then there's the part when I have to figure out, like, what am, am I going to speak a bit for myself? Like, ask questions directly. And, like, if the audience wants to, like, make the questions now, they can or like mention like a topic for them to think about as well as the person is like the connection problem is, is getting fixed. So yeah, you never you really never know what's going to happen. And yeah, we, we had once, for example, there was one session that we didn't record when we were using Cisco WebEx. It was when we found out about that, we were like, Oh my God, why? It was like a two-hour-long interview. Why didn't we record it? Like, and, and, and at the beginning of the session, I said, like, okay, like, have we pressed record? They said, yes. I'm like, great. We didn't. Marvelous. So. <laughs> so we're always getting ready. And, and since you never know what's going to happen, you, well, you start developing, like, yeah, like the skills or more than the skills, like, sort of like that awareness, like, it's not going to be a safe, it's like a safe space. Like you can, yeah, like aside from the conversation, which is a safe space, you're not going to be like the, the, the session and like the stress, like it ends when the session ends. So when every, or like when the season ends, so right from before you're getting everything ready and that's where like the stress starts to build up. Then at the end, you're like, okay, for a season, uh, like, for example, six season, re uh, season six ready, four episodes down. Woof, now I can relax a bit. Now I'm starting, but I'm like, but during the sixth season, uh, season six, I'm already thinking about season seven. And then that's how I'm like, okay, I already have like, for example, right now I have already two guests in my mind, on my mind. And then I'm okay, I need to find two more people. Are they going to say yes? Are they going to say no? What, like, if they say no, what, what am I going to do? So, so yeah. Every I think you hit on one of the biggest points about being able to do something like this is that getting used to people saying no or at least getting okay with people saying no because, like, as much as... Most of the time, I think people are very open, but mm -hmm. there are going to be times that someone either says no... Uh, like I, I don't feel up to it. Or maybe they, in my case, like they recorded and say, no, we, we had a good conversation, but I don't want to share it. Um, and the way that I think about a lot of that is just um, 
I first, the first most important thing for me is to have a good conversation and whether or not it's published, uh, that's a second goal. So I think I have multiple goals so that even if one or two of them don't work out, at least uh, one of them does. So when it comes to asking people questions, one of the goal is to get them onto the podcast is so I can interview them. The other goal is to uh, just put in the reps so that if anyone says no, I felt it again. So I'm building up that kind of defense system so that, yeah, let's just keep sending out. I know some of in, in fact, sometimes I might even go out on a limb and say, I'm, I'm asking someone kind of expecting them to say no, just so that I can have that experience. <laughs> it's kind of like a feeling of putting yourself in a painful situation on purpose. Um, but I think that builds up a, a lot of this resilience that allows us to, to be able to continue doing this work. Yeah, uh, as you said, like the, the the community is very open on helping and making part of the projects. Like, um, like uh, I think for the like for the, how many how many episodes have we had? Like 20, 20, 25, 26. From all the episodes and like from all the like twenty five guests that we've had. Um, I think for the sessions, like there were not a lot of people, there were I think at most three people that said that they that they that they said no, but not because they didn't want to, because they couldn't at the time. So it's like like they want to help and they want to be there, but it's like it's not possible for them. So you're like, it, it helps you, as you said, like be more understanding as well, like okay. Yeah, like people sometimes like oh everything is is set up but, but then like something pops up and I'm like and or like for the date or anything and then you start learning that this has to be like your process has to be more flexible you have to be a more flexible person because you're in, in like all, all regarding the, the dates and the times because as I told you like we do it live so and as well as you recorded, like there is a different, sometimes there's different uh, time zones, Japan, 14 hours, Europe, uh, depending on the country and the time of the year, six or seven hours, maybe eight hours. So you start like noticing like, okay, I, I have to adapt. So you need to, that's something I really liked about this project, like, like being, uh, you might have everything planned out to the last detail, then that plan doesn't work anymore. So you have to change it. You're like, okay, I need to change this, maybe that, maybe you have to change the whole plan. So this, all these sorts of projects have uh, help you get the tools to like, yeah, like, as you said, like if they say no and, and people like in the, like in speaking from the Kendo community and I, and I assume the whole Budo community as well, they're very kind, like they're very res respectful. So, so if they say no, they always like saying the most respectful way. They usually explain why not, or like, oh, thank you very much. But like at this time, it's not possible for me. So, and like, since you're also getting their support because like they've been on the sessions or they, I don't know, and they do want to be there. You're like, okay, then it's, I'd love to, I always tell them that I'd love to have them on a future season because if they said no, it doesn't mean that 
oh, okay, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna be in the program. I'm like, no, then we'll just, it might be, I don't know how many seasons Cafe's Geek, Cafe Geek is gonna have, but I hope many more. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about season seven already, but let's see if we get to at least up to season 10. I don't know. But yeah, you, you never, I never like, I don't like like closing that door. Like it's, it's always open. Like if there's a season and I'd love, and, and since you couldn't six months ago, like, who you, like, can you now? Like, I'm always like open to asking again. And well, yeah, because um, that might be, as I said, each session tends to happen at the same time. Um, there are like four, uh, the sessions are on one month. It's four sessions uh, right after the other one right after the other and then there's like a moment where i'm okay relaxing for like a week or a bit more focusing more on my on other kindle aspects and other like academic aspects of my career so from all that i'm like okay then let's see what we're gonna do and yeah, it's been it's been quite the experience. I I wouldn't change it for anything. Like all the sleepless nights, there have been some sleepless nights, mostly with the subtitle thing. That <laughs> I did not expect that to be as uh, like to do a good job. Uh, well, I did not expect it to take that it to be that time consuming. But then taking into account that I don't speak the language, it's a bit more complicated. So yeah, uh, I think. I think a lot of people, when they see something like this and they think about, oh, what it would take to create a podcast or an interview session like regularly and post it, that the publishing exact is pretty much the effort, like the, the work and getting it out there. Um, just like when you talk about our, our practice or Buddha practice, there's the intellectual thinking about what we have to do. There's reading, there's listening to other talking people people talking but it's going to the dojo and practicing and getting those reps in and working that's what matters and in cases like these sure the the conversations are great and having the like these seminars where other people can ask questions are great but then getting it out there and having a record and over time you can look back at it and say i accomplished all of this like you you could have just done it and we have these conversations all the time we have second dojos like or biru keiko every after every practice or as much as we can but none of that is recorded anywhere so it kind of gets lost and a lot of people don't have access and, and lose out on that um, but also this is something you can point to as something you created and I think that for you since you're you're in school and then when you get out into the workforce this will be a clear indicator for any person hiring someone like you that this is someone that can stick to it is committed can actually create something and is constantly improving on it. And that's a super valuable skill. Like as much as you can get super high marks in your class, I think this will be one of the things that will make like employers look at this person and say, hey, I wanna hire Santiago because, because of this. And I'm saying that as someone that has hired people before and also someone that I recently got a new job. And I think that doing all my work here has been a, big thing because I can just say, hey, here's my resume from all the work that I've done and I can talk as much, but here, go to my YouTube channel and you can watch the videos and see how I, I'm doing it 
in person, like an action, it's all recorded. So um, that's a huge thing that I think that, yeah, yeah keep it up def definitely. And then having this goal, like your goal is right now kind of 10 seasons, but it could be more than that. Same, same with me when I first started, it was just like, okay, let's just do the next one, next one. And then once I maybe had about 12 or so down, once I got into double digits, I said, okay, I'm going to do a hundred. And right now it's still hundred is the goal is the goal for the main podcast. I probably already published like up to a hundred episodes of just like the special episodes in the, and the stuff. But like right now I'm just going to say, let's get to a hundred and then see where it goes and always leave the door open for more. Yeah. Uh, for example, as you, as you were saying, uh, like, uh the, the mindset that you get into when you're doing these sort of projects like the effort the scheduling everything that like how organized you're going to be it really helps as you were saying it and like i think the way i do it by the way helps my career as well i'm a, I'm a music student so like when i have to do like you have to do i'm i'm a lyrical singer and like you have to do a project with like a couple of friends or like a rehearsal so, okay, when can, like, what, what time can you be there? Like, uh, oh, you can't be the whole time? Okay, let's, let's see how we can set this up. So I think that allows us, like, to take the, not only that everything we've learned from outside, it goes to the podcast, but the other way around. Like, we develop the skill, like, to be um, more organized or, and, like, for, for example, I've never... I think before before this, I, I never wrote in such a formal way via email or via anything. <laughs> I just, but now, well, I, I sat down, I have the structures. I like when people get invited to Cafe Geico and I contact them the first time for the first time and they say, yes, I get like a couple of, of their, how do you say this? Like, uh, oh my God, like of their not, not data, it's the, of their information and they, and I'm like, okay. And then I have a, like a, a letter that's like the official invitation to Cafe Geek. So it has like the logo and like everything in the, in the top, on the top right corner. Uh, and, and yeah, like if I have to organize a, a music, like a rehearsal for a choir piece, for example, let's see. Then let's see, let's see we're going to do like, like, a, like, a, like if it's a quartet, like only four people. When can these people be? When can these other not? And uh, can I always be there? Is there like a time when I can't, but the other three can? So yeah, we start like developing also these tools that we can use in our daily life. And since music, something that I really like about it, that is live. So it's, I get on stage and it ends when I get off stage. So it's the same, like, and there's no like comfortable way of, of 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 doing that so you have to get in a certain way like comfortable with being nervous to being ready to act if anything happens like if you forget part of uh, the lyrics of a, of a piece if it's maybe aside from another language it's i don't know an eight minute piece <laughs> music piece so if you forget a line you have to like okay i I, I can't stop. This hasn't ended. Like when the music ends, when I get off stage, yeah, I, that's when it ends. Like, but before that, 
if you forget all the letter like all the lyrics you you need to act in, so uh, according to that so yeah I, I think this has given me the the tools to and as i know it, it, it's also helped me to build more more like more contacts during like this this past year or so for example in like eddie levy sensei like I, i've seen him like i saw him in the in the clack in the latin american Canada championship in 2019 but i had never spoke to him until 2021 and now we do know each other and some people that um yeah that, that i've seen or that i've like sort of met now we've been able to even train together during the during all these sessions and after like these years of like meeting someone for the first time maybe well when before the pandemic and then you were able to train with them you basically never see them again and then you like invite them and you have a session like a cafe eco session and that the bond just became, becomes more close and uh, yeah like as uh, friendships begin to form and that's also one of the great things that i like about doing this is how you meet more uh, more and new people who are different than you but that are as motivated or even more or in some cases more motivated than you and like you can see or they're as passionate as they can be towards Kindle. And you're like, wow. So you start meeting people like with the same goals or with similar ambitions. So it, it just like meeting those people also like pushes me forward to keep doing this because I, I want to meet more people. I want to know from their experiences. What can I learn from their experiences? What can I bring out of this conversation that's going to help the Kendo community. So, yeah, and, man, it's been great. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this is wonderful. I love that the, what you're doing, it, it fits your style very well just by listening to you and he, hearing uh, the reception. Like you're saying, a lot of new people are joining the sessions to, to ask questions. And you're, I think that, yeah, the more surprised we are, at what we're doing, the more uh, I think that's it's not just for us, it's for anyone that's listening. It's if we're surprised by something these days after doing so many, it means that it's not very common out there. And it's more the all the more important that we keep up our work and and be able to share these stories and have these have these interactions with more people. Um, and we're really taking advantage of the COVID situation when everyone's at home so we can do this because. I think that, yeah, as things open up, um, it's going to be harder and we're going to have to find new ways of, of doing this kind of thing. Because, like, for example, let's say Friday nights is when everyone goes to Keiko. So, yeah, once you can go back into the dojo, you're not going to be at home doing an interview. Uh, and then same with me, like, people are going to be have other things that they're worried about, uh, other hobbies, traveling and going back to practice. So we'll see where this goes when uh, when it comes open. I already have a plan or I, I have a thought. We'll be starting to do live sessions in person. So like get the chance to travel, like do our usual practice and traveling or have people come in and then just have like a sit down and be able to record that way. It'd be very fun, fun to be able to do. 
Um, but speaking of like limited time, I'm always like stuck on specific time schedules. So uh, this has been a great conversation and I hope we have another one uh, where we can dive more into, I guess, each other's stories outside of just the podcast. But uh, before we end this, do you have anything that you wanted to maybe touch on regarding the conversation so far or anything else that we missed? Well, I think it was uh, like a great conversation overall. I really enjoyed it. Again, thank you very much for well, having me here. It's a real honor. And yeah, no, I think we gave like a, a good aspect. We showed how like, and well, helped understand how like the projects go behind the scenes. So it, it's really interesting and well to know that. And also like leaving the message out there that like if people can do this, they just need to well find a way that works for them to do it and then just start doing it and you'll notice that you'll get more people that you think you're gonna get that's what i notice every time i do the registrations and it's like okay sometimes i've had people like registrations of 60 people but less than 10 people or 10 people are in the live interview but then there are registrations of less than 20 people and nearly everyone that registered like out of uh, let's see 20 people 15 are in the live interview so i'm like okay like percentage percentage wise it's not that bad it's not bad it's like i got technically more people than before but if you find a way that works for you if you're motivated and if you will then just go for it i think that would be great and and there are as well as there are many guests and there's always a way of and different uh, life situations and life experiences. There are also there, like since we are all so different, even though well, if you look at the definition of a podcast of a, or an interview, it's established, but every interview, every podcast, every situation, even though it has similar uh, points, to put it in a way, um, it's unique. So if you do a project, it's your project. Like nobody can do it the same way as you, even though they, they can follow the same procedures. It's not going to be the same. So just go, just go, and just do it. <laughs> and that would be great. And uh, as well, I, yeah, I hope we can have another conversation. It, it would be great. Uh, yeah. Loved having the conversation. Yeah. Awesome. So that's a great closing point. Um, I think that I'll probably see you at the next uh, Budo Builders workshop. Yeah, yeah definitely. That. Yeah, yeah. It, awesome. it was it was great. I met some great people, and I noticed that I was one of the. There were I think there wasn't a lot of of people that made did Kendall. They were mostly from Yaido. I think they were from Kudo. Well, yeah, old old Budo. So I was like, wow, this is this is this is great, and for example thinking outside the box for example uh, like what's like you said an experience that's made you that you dislike or something and then i'm like well i mean i've never really sat down and think okay i have five minutes to think what 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 what's the most memorable thing can do i'm like oh my god what is it what have i done <laughs> so so it helps you to get out of your comfort zone and that really 
No, I really enjoyed it. Like I had to think I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And not only be listening, but ready to like also always be analyzing what the other person's saying, for example, to give your point of view to them. Even as you said, a, like one of the, like in the first exercise that it was like in the end, you said, uh, after that, you need to say something that you like that you got out of what the people said of how that person is. So like you notice and you see like, oh my God, like even though he doesn't say like, for example, this guy is strictly, like, he's extremely organized. Like, like he said, he said, no, I had, and that when he sets his mind into something, he's, well, he's going to do it until he achieves it. So, and, and you're like, okay, uh, this person, and, and that also helps towards the, the podcast because you also need to see how the conversation is going to see what kind of churn it can get. So it was amazing. Yeah. I hope I can see you. I hope to see you in the, in the Buddha builders. That's gonna, I'm going to be there for sure. Awesome. Okay. So I'll see you then. And thank you so much for this conversation. Have a rest, oh. great rest of your day. Yeah, and uh, as well for you, Patrick. Uh, thank you again for having me here. And uh, yeah, hope we can see each other again soon. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode because we have a lot more exciting conversations to share as we explore the world of the traditional Japanese martial arts. The Inside Look podcast is brought to you by our amazing patrons over at Patreon. If you are enjoying this work, please consider supporting me at patreon.com forward slash Canada. To contribute to this effort, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at tokushikai.canada or subscribe to our newsletter at subscribe at tokushikai.ca. Until next time, thanks for listening.